Reed and I were driving, and I was super hungry. He is here. Super hungry. And we had plans to, like, go make something at home. And it was already, like, 8 o'clock. And I was like, well, there's a Chick-fil-A right there. And I was like, can we please go to Chick-fil-A? And he said, no. And I said, so what? You're going to make me wait to eat till 930 at night? <laughs> so, like, I'm hey, a little you say, impatient. That's the truth. And we got on that exit one Hello to all my Making Sense of Adulting. It is your boy, Radio Rod, Rodney Smith, back again with another episode 12 of your Making Sense of Adulting podcast. Junie, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. It was Sunday. We went to church for the first time in about a month because we're finally staying in Nashville for one weekend. Thank the Lord. Um, and I feel refreshed. Good. Feeling good. Good. QC, Queen Court, how are you doing today? You're smiling, glowing over there in the corner. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I love Junie's new glasses. Oh. Thank you. I feel like it's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite type vibes. Be nice. I think they're cute. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite is dope as hell. I think they look great. I actually just got them. I went to the eye doctor because, you know, my. So they're real? No, they are. I have astigmatism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to give a shout out to our live studio audience. In the back, we have upgraded to not only one, but two this time. How are you doing back there? Great. Well, guys, we have an exciting episode today. We have the king of pickles in the building. You're right. I will gladly Steven wear that. Paul is in the building. Guys, what a phenomenal artist he is. You're going to learn a lot about him today, but king of pickles is the name we're going to go with for the day. Yep. Hey, I'll, I'll gladly accept that title. <laughs> I think that he week. would probably rather like king of music. I don't I like, know. King of Pickles, it really has a ring to it. That's like know? a niche. It's kind of a big deal, if you know what I mean, right? I think I think when you break oh, it down, there. <laughs> when you break it down, pickles might be more popular than country music. More people probably eat pickles than listen to country music. I love pickles, and I put them in people's pockets. What? Oh, wait, what? Remember first season, pickles pockets? Oh, that was like first episode. That was Courtney got drunk one time and just started putting pickles in people's pockets at the bar. <laughs> Okay, first of all, where I did you... Be, oh my gosh, I could be a great sales rep for you. You're I could hired. put your pickles in people's pockets at the bar. <laughs> Say, hey, you ever heard of this country music artist, Stephen Paul? Here's his pickle. Let me put it in your pocket. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. But he doesn't have the little ones. They're like the actual long put ones. Put Paul's yeah, pickles yeah. in pockets. Well, we hey, could upgrade. <laughs> Wait, where did you get the pickles from? I bought them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was so confident with that. Okay. She just bought people's pickles. I love it. Whatever works. Well, guys, thank you for continuing to listen. Listen, our listeners are continuing to rise every day. So obviously, whoever you're talking to is absolutely working. So continue to tell people about our podcast. Top five, Junie. I haven't heard you say it today, but top five podcast. Top five, top five. Top five. At, we're excited. Let's oh, you didn't, you didn't see? I didn't see, So man. our podcast was featured in the top five podcasts to listen to in 2021 about adulting. So obviously, we're making sense of something. That's incredible. Congrats. We must be speaking about some real stuff that people relate to. Uh, most definitely. People can't, people can't hang with us. Yeah. And plus, all those podcasts that were above us, they've, they've been doing this a lot longer than we they have. They so. have. But love you guys. You are our inspiration to do better. Yeah, Junie, don't shit talk on them. Hey, hey, hey. It's a competitive atmosphere in the adulting <laughs> world, all right? Well, let's get into it, man. We're going to briefly chat with him. And who are you? Tell the people who the hell you are. Yeah, so I'm Stephen Paul. Um, I'm originally from Louisiana, from West Monroe, Louisiana. For those of you out there that don't know West Monroe, Louisiana, if you've ever heard of Duck Dynasty, that is my hometown. Um, the big bearded guys, yeah. 
I just shaved mine about 30 minutes ago, or I look just like them, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was born and raised there, and I've been in Nashville, Tennessee for, it'll be seven years in October, so I've been here a little while. It's uh, it's it's home to me now. I always love Louisiana, but uh, this is that's where I love being. Speaking of Louisiana, are you an LSU fan? I am. Do you follow all the sports? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Are you a Coach Mulkey fan? Yes. So I went to Louisiana Tech, actually. That's where I started at school. And she, mm. she coached there in, uh, in the 90s when the Texters were, uh, you know, at the top of the game. So. She's now Baylor Bear? No, no she no, left no, no. Baylor. She to left go back Oh, to shoot. Go to LSU. Yeah, that's right. She went to LSU. So would you say that you're more LSU or Baylor since you're in my room right now? And I know you see that flag on the wall. I mean, I can't. <laughs> so pick wisely. I can't, I can't turn my back on my, my home state, mm. but I don't really have a dog in the fight, you know, so... Uh, Hmm. Baylor. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, there we go. Good answer. I didn't hear it, but great answer. Just, just the Lady Bears. That's yeah. it. That's I love it. Good, good chat. But uh, so, King of Pickles, can you talk about how this even, how did that even happen, your pickle brand? Kind of a crazy, so obviously last year things were really weird for everybody, and I'd gone back home to Louisiana for a couple months, and then I came back to Nashville, and uh, so for the longest time during lunch, I usually eat like a salad or a sandwich, and I just like having this slice of pickle on the side. <laughs> and so I had all these extra mason jars just kind of laying around, never intended to make pickles out of them. And I posted something on Instagram one day, and my friend Carissa, who actually I wrote some songs with my first record, she sent me a recipe for pickles. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll try it. So I, I, made, I made some, and then I kind of made my own twist to it. And then started letting some of my friends try. They're like, man, this is actually kind of kind of good. And I was like, really? And so, yeah, one thing led to another. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it legit. So I got a logo made and took out LLC. And, you know, one thing led to another. And it's kind of been this weird, weird thing. But it's fun. It's uh, I use a different side of my brain for that than I do on my creativity, like music side. So, yeah, it's kind of a random thing that just was born during quarantine. So... So this ain't for me, because I'm not a pickle person. Now, I'm going I'm to be straight up with you. That's all right. You're a nice guy. Probably won't try your pickles, but I got family that will. Where can you go purchase your pickles? I do actually have a website. It's paulspickles.org. I wanted to get .com, but it wasn't available. So if anybody has Paul's Pickles was taken? .com, yeah. Who, I don't know who out there has it. In but, school, uh, they teach us .org is a more reliable exactly. source. So this <laughs> exactly. is a more reliable source For your work to get your pickles. <laughs> yeah, so paulspickles.org. So, yeah. Paul's Pickles. Well, That's I love pickles. I do love pickles. Uh, I well. always I always think that when if I ever get pregnant, I'm going to crave pickles like no other. Reed? <laughs> Guitar guy, he's actually in the building, y'all. Guitar guy is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> After two seasons, he is on the couch. Wow. Yeah, and she's talking about babies. He's in here, and now she's talking about babies. You know, usually Courtney's talking about something else, but Reed is <laughs> in the room, and she's talking about babies. Her no juicy butt. That's what she's been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Apparently, Guitar Guy thinks that one's cute. Honestly, we're going to have to get him on the podcast for a topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, let's go back. To the pickles and the music and everything That's about That's a different Steven. type of niche, though, for an artist to have a pickle brand. It's kind of crazy, but, you know, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of bad things happened during last year, but there's been a lot of, like, really cool things that never would have happened yeah. if we wouldn't have been locked inside for, you know, whatever, how many months or whatnot. And you so. decided to make pickles. I did. That and, is uh, so different. And I think 
I, I think that goes along with kind of, you know, our basis on COVID is like finding something productive to do, you know, while we were down. And now that we're coming out, I don't know. It just kind of seems like those people that didn't waste away that, that year just doing nothing yeah, to sit around are actually now starting to thrive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still, but like, so where's your music career right now? What, where, where would you say it's at after this big, long pause of COVID? It's, it's in a great spot, man. I've, I've really found a new, like, refresher of why I fell in love with music in the first place. Um, you know, you guys are around music all the time. It's tough business, and uh, you can really get down on yourself uh, because I'm a very goal-driven guy, and you, you set these timelines, and sometimes they don't play out for whatever reason, and uh, you kind of get a little bummed out. But then, you know, this last year happened, I've really, like, found, like, I just I just love playing country music. That's yeah. just what I love doing and it's been it's been great, man. I have some really high expectations for this year. I'm excited about this this new song and you know, I just I'm just loving life right now, man. I really am. That song is not even out yet. It's not. But they heard it on this podcast. Yeah, it is. Couple well, they're weeks, about man. to hear it. They're going to hear it later on. We got we do have a performance up for you guys and you're yeah. going to perform this song firsthand. On this podcast. Yeah. So it seems like more or less, you know, COVID for you in the break. And we've heard this with a lot of, you know, artists here locally in Nashville that, you know, it really put a damper on them. And I think, you know, more or less like, you know, striving and stressing about getting to where you want to be, you more or less have found an appreciation and love that for something that you lost for a period of time. And it kind of makes you appreciate the ability to be able to do it on whatever level, I feel, rather than, you know, trying to get to where, you know, you want to be and getting your songs, like, to where they want to be. Absolutely. I don't think anybody in life has the same path. You know, sometimes people, things happen for people really quick, and sometimes it takes people a long time to get where they need to go. But, you know, I mean, I think I'm, you know, when I get there, I'm going to appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've worked my butt off in this town and made a lot of good friends. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm just loving life. So See, so a lot of what you're saying is kind of what we're going to get into for today's topic is motivation. So today's topic, we're going to talk about all things motivation and what drives us to be motivated and what motivation is. So personally, what what is motivation to you? I mean, as an artist, I know you guys have a long different definition for motivation compared to a lot of other people. So what does motivation look like for you and what is it? You know, it's it constantly changes. I think we all have, as, as you grow up, you know, you have different reasons for motivations. Like one of my biggest reasons right now, I have a niece and nephew that are both uh, under three years old and just seeing them grow up and turn into humans and like me wanting to make them proud. Like, oh, I want them to look at Uncle Steven one day and be like, oh man, you know, like, he did all these cool things, and so right now, that's my biggest motivation. I, I I work hard for them, you know, and so they can be proud of me, and because they're so pure and innocent, and they just they look at life so so pure. I guess is the best way to say it. But uh, yeah, right now that's my biggest motivation. Um, but you have to find you have to find different ways to be motivated. I mean, I don't think you can pick one avenue because that motivation will eventually run out, you know. And uh, you just kind of constantly find things that challenge you and motivate you and Nothing. No, I, I like I like that point. I like the 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 point on you know finding new challenges and finding new things. And I think that that also you know in retrospect makes you a better person. It helps your work ethic and it makes you more well rounded. So I didn't even think of that point. So yeah, I I just kind of wanted to touch on that and say that yeah, I mean try new things. Like put yourself out there and you never know what it's gonna do. Like I I take this podcast for instance. I never thought I'd be doing a podcast talking about anything other than sports because yeah. I mean that's what I went to school for but I mean here I am and it's you know taking us to many new places and I 
thoroughly enjoyed it. And similar to what you're saying before the podcast about the you know the people that were above us in the top four category, that is motivation. You know, that's where we want to be. You know, the, the list came out and we were excited about top five, but we, we didn't. were excited about top thirty. Yeah, I mean, we we were excited. Yeah, we were excited about top thirty. Surprised that we got top five, but we weren't even like satisfied with that. But yeah, exactly. It was like, what what do we do? We immediately started doing research, like looking into like, hey, like what did these guys do, you know, over the time to get where they are? And it's in, you know, it just really shows that, you know, for our start and where we're at, it just shows like the amount of time and effort and energy that we put into this has really, you know, paid off. Exactly. So it's kind of switching it up though. Cause I know he's more entertainment based. I'm more entertainment based, but you just started a sales job and you're in a corporate job right now. What motivates you, you know, in a job that maybe not even be your go-to. So I think I actually had talked with a friend a couple of weeks back about motivation. And I think as you get older, there's kind of two avenues that you can be motivated by. You can be motiv- by, motivated by a passion or money. Yeah. And I, I, as bad as that sounds, I feel like that's kind of what it gets down to when you're older. Like, I'm not passionate about my job. Like, yeah. let's be honest, I'm not. But what motivates me is the financial freedom that I could have with it. Exactly. So that's kind of what motivates me there. But like at a deeper level... Really what motivates me is proving to my dad that I am going to be, I'm going to live up to their standards yeah. kind well, of thing. What about you? You just started your new sales job. I so. just started it, but what I have kind of found that is my motivator with this, because just like Courtney, like sales isn't exactly what I dreamed of doing, but yeah. in a sense, like I'm still in radio and it's still, you know, it's still fun working with sports and, you know, a rock radio station, but what I kind of find is the fact that I get to work with business owners and GMs of local spots and like work with them to formulate a plan to like build their business and like grow their business. And when I get to be hands on with somebody and actually help them and help them grow their business and they're seeing results because of what I'm providing them, mm-hmm. that's satisfaction to me. I mean, I grew up like I've mentioned it multiple times. I mean, my dad's a firefighter. I mean, I just grew up watching him, you know, helping people all the time, whether it was saving people's lives, going to my friend's house, working on their appliances, their cars, you know, you know, mowing the lawn for, you know, people, my friends that didn't have dads. Like I grew up with that. So the satisfaction of me, like helping people and like actually benefiting local business here naturally, especially after COVID, that's, that's what motivates me. So asking all you guys, are you more motivated by success are you more motivated by failure? I think me personally, failure. Um, That's what I meant. I, I'm not scared to fail because I don't think you can be scared. Well, I guess I am scared to fail um, in a way. But, yeah, that motivates me more than than success, I guess you should say. Uh, it's like, man, I want to I wanna do this. You know, I don't, I don't want to be at this level forever. I want to be selling out arenas to 30,000 people, exactly. you know, and uh, the fear of like not being able to do that motivates me to want to do that. Yeah. You know, personally it's, it's fear of failure that motivates me more than Ooh, that was our art. That was I'm, topic. I'm, I'm the opposite. I have found, I found that success motivates me because mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly, I'm one of those that when I fail, sometimes I get down on myself and yeah. sometimes it puts me in a worse place mentally and so when I succeed, it, it, it gives me that feeling like you go out and do something. It's like, Ooh, I, you know, I want to do that again. You know, I want to go back and do it better. Like, that's me. So, like, when I succeed and, and jump on something, I want to I need that momentum to ride to, you know, progress and move forward. I'm the same way as Junie. Really? And it's interesting because we're both in sales. And I think it comes along with that because 
we don't see success every single day. And then as soon as we see it, it's like, let's go get it again. Yeah. And so I think that's where it comes. It's that hunter mentality. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that do what we do have that. Yeah, I like that because I'm along with you, but we're in the same industry. So I'm in the entertainment industry as well. So trying to make it in radio, any little small accomplishment is motivation for me, you know, but everybody wants to be a radio host. Everybody wants to be an artist. So we're trying to chase a norm that everybody's doing and it's not going to be that easy. So we're going to fail a thousand times, but that All one time. yes can make you light up like no other. Yeah. And I think for me too, it's part of being like having an athletic background. So I grew up being an athlete and you know, when you get your butt kicked in sports, you're like, that's never going to happen again. Yeah. Like you got the best of me this time, but I promise you next time I step on this field, I'm going to be the one walking off the champion, you know? So that's, that's what's always pushed me to, to be better. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's harder in your industry, if anything. I mean, there's so many country artists. There's so many artists that may sound like you, but finding your different niche is, you know, it's a strive and it's a motivation. It's like, that's motiv- that's motivational. Oh, I was going to say, like, I think failure for sure motivates too. But I think, like, because you're kind of, I feel like you're kind of on the fence because you were saying that one yes is what you work for. So, yeah. like, does that motivate you when you find that yes? Or are you motivated I mean, when you're just, at your lowest to get that yes? It's kind of like that one yes is, like, when you when your hard work has finally paid off. It's like, yeah. right now, I'm part-time on air. I'm part-time promotions. I'm podcasting for free, working for a radio show for free. But that first, like, you know, like, with this new radio show that I may get, that yes can mean so much more. It means way more. I guess with y'all's industry too, it's a little different because ours is a constant hunt. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and so you it's all... like the small yeses. Well, we get like, we don't get one yes and it changes our life forever. It's like we got to keep going and getting them. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, yeah, where yeah, the mentality yeah. is a little bit different. And, and for me, I just about two weeks ago, I had a week where I got a bunch of killer sales and I had a hot start to my first month on my job. But then here in this last week and a half or so, I haven't gotten anything. And it's like, and it's just one of those things that it's like, oh, it just, it it puts you down. Then finally, when you hop back on that horse and you get that, yes, it's like, all right, now we're back rolling again. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's go do something else. Now I'm motivated to get back in there. It's, it's just, it's just one of those things that I guess like, for being in the entertainment industry, like, yeah, you, you're going to get said, you're going to get told no more than you get told yes, but we're getting told like no 10, Constantly. 20 times I guess, yeah, a, day. a day. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So let's. It's yeah. tough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how y'all do what you do. It's, it's sales are tough. Yeah. Oh, sales yeah. is absolutely tough. That man comes home stressing every Ooh. damn day now. And I'm like, I know. And he's geez. like, and he, he comes home and he's like all rested. And he's like, hey, man, you want to go, you want to go out here? Or, you know, we got this going on. And I'm like, dude, I just want a nap. Leave me alone. You know, but like you said, I mean, it's a different industry. Like even, you know, my day of work, I come home, I'm motivated. Like you said, motivated by failure or not. I mean, because it's not failing, but I go out to writer's rounds and stuff because I want to find artists for my podcast or my radio show. So like, I don't think I have the time to be asleep. And I feel like if I'm ever home, I'm lacking. That's, that's what I feel like. I feel like there's always something that I could be doing. And if I come home from a hard day at work, I'm going to suck it up and go to a writer's round if I need to go see an artist that I want to get in contact with. And that's just the way that I am. I'm motivated by busting my ass. That's where I'm at. And I get that you guys are tired. Like, I understand that 100%. You guys' numbers will make me fucking tired as hell. I get it. Okay? But I just feel like the day that I'm resting, when I could be doing something else, that's my motivation is that I want to I want to reach somewhere that if I sleep for any amount of days then I'm not going to get there. 
I got you. And now I got a, I got a question for everybody. Now we talked about motivation between success and motivation uh, with failure. I want to know what motivates you more, you know, under somebody, positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement? Oh, Cuz I think that one. I think, you know, a lot of people react differently. For me, I'm big on positive reinforcement. When I know I'm doing a good job, I want to continue to like please my superior or whoever I'm doing. That's it. similar, like what you what you just said with you know. Being yeah, I mean, with, by success. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. But I mean, does that go hand in hand? Do, so do I, you, I personally think I want to hear the negative comments. When we first started our podcast and I asked for feedback, everybody was just being too nice about it. And I feel like there's always something wrong with what you're doing. Yeah. So I hate hearing when people tell me I have no comments about it. It's fine. No, it's not. There's a thousand other podcasts out there that are doing way better than what we're doing. I want to hear what we're doing negatively. When I first started the podcast, that was my first question is, don't tell me what we're doing right. Don't tell me what you like about it. Don't support it just because you like it. Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? What could we do better? And that's what people failed to tell me at the beginning. But as we went out with through the podcast, then people started to chime in. Oh, you guys are cussing too much. Oh, you guys are being too vulgar. Then people started to get comfortable with telling me yeah. what was wrong. But when I initially asked, I want to learn what I'm doing wrong so I can better it ASAP to produce the better content. Got you. Um, I think for me it's kind of a mix. Like I struggle with this because somebody could say something to me and it totally like so negative and I'm like, oh my gosh, like who cares, you know? Or like, for example, of course I'm thinking about work that's all I freaking think about, but (laughs) when I get positive stuff, it's like, okay, (laughs) well, why am I not seeing these results? What can I do better? And nobody gives me any feedback. I'm like, okay, thank you so much for your help. Like no, I I want that negative, and I want I want tools to help me be better, but I don't know which one actually motivates me more. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I'm the same way. I think it's a little bit of both. I do love having positive reinforcement. I think everyone needs it, um, but at the same time, it's like in the in the back of your mind, you want to prove your haters wrong. You know, I, I'm doing I'm doing this. This is my thing. You may not get it now, but you're gonna see one day, kind of thing. And uh, so that that definitely drives me. And like I I, I kind of went back to that athletic background and you know coaches their job is to like not tear you down but like they're trying to make you better and so mm-hmm. if a coach is always like oh you're doing a great job and you know the whole participation trophy yeah, type see, thing it's oh, like that doesn't bullshit. that doesn't help you grow as a human exactly right that's gonna make you complacent and think you're doing everything right and it may not be your own fault but you know you need somebody that's really gonna like tell you the truth and be hard on you and uh yeah, so I, I do like both sides of it. I think you can't always be torn down because it will eventually get to you. But, you know, um, I think I think the, the negative side drives you to prove people wrong. I always favored those coaches that would get in my ass, no matter yeah. how good the game was. Like, I can go out there, put a hat trick down, score three goals, and they'll still come out and tell me, your stamina was dog shit. Like, those are always the coaches that right. I appreciated because I was just such a go-getter. So, I think, I mean, I guess it could be a personal thing. Right? Now it all this makes sense <laughs> yeah. why you are the way you are. I don't are. settle for what when I know I can do better. Like, even when we were top five for the podcast, you're just like, yeah, we're top five. It's like, fuck that. Why are we not top three? I want to be number one. Like, I'm just so successful. That's not how I remember it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe after a couple hours, but you were like, oh, oh no, we, no, no. We I remember three. that I got a FaceTime and you were really I was like, excited. whoa, top five. And then I, like after five minutes, I was like, all right, let me research who the hell's top four. Why the hell are we not there? And that's what I did. I'm, I'm and just, does that motivate you, Rodney? To be better than them? Absolutely. I'm competitive. It's a mamba mentality. Yeah. I'm super competitive. Mamba. No matter how good things happen. But I want to touch on top seven reasons. I think top seven reasons why people fail. We'll start with the first one. So lack of strong reason why. 
lack of reason why people yeah. like people chase after a dream it's that like, it's they don't like know not, why they're doing it's it it's like not having a goal to reach yeah just like kind of doing it like floating like just going going with the flow but you know I want to be rich I want to make all this money but I have no idea how I'm going to get there I just want to be rich right you have to have a game plan you yeah. Know, yeah at the end of the day you know if you don't have if you don't have a goal, I kind of compare it to school. You know, the the whole point of going to college was to get this degree. And exactly. so you have to you have to study every night. You have to take tests, all these things. But there's steps you have to take to reach that ultimate goal. But if you just go to college, like, well, I hope I make it to the end. You know, you may not make it there if you exactly. don't. Exactly. You know, so you def, you definitely have to have a reason why you're in whatever field you're in. Exactly. Well, I think your reason why is what motivates you to do it. Exactly. But some people go to college just because they think going to college is going to set them up for a good future. So if you don't have a reason to go to college, why the hell are you going to college? Yeah, that's a good point. I like the. I, ne- I think that kind of ties in with the next one. A lack of a strong reason why. Uh, we just said that. <laughs> that's the first, that's oh, the first wow. one. Now, second one will be not interested in what you're doing. Like if you're just doing it, just that ties back. It does tie together though. Why? You, I mean, if you're not interested in what you're doing, then that's there's no strong reason why you're doing what you're oh, doing. Oh, I just totally read that wrong. That's my bad. <laughs> but we'll go to the next one. Overwhelming goal or contemplation, like of what you're doing. So that's if you're, a, that's a good one because I think. You can set goals, but you need to keep them pretty realistic to where you can reach them, and then you keep adding them. Because if you set this huge – I actually read a book about this. If you set this big goal, it might take a long time to get there, and then you're going to give up on it. Exactly. You need to to set reasonable goals, stepping stones, if you will, to get to that big goal. Sure, you can have that goal for yourself, but don't make that like your only goal. You need to have – stepping stones to get there and you'll feel better about it and you'll keep motivated to do it kind of have to write out like a blueprint of what you want to do like i mean so many people will tell me like i want to get from point a to point z but there's no in between and then i just get kind of confused and not not saying like it can't work like it works for some people but i'm the sort of person i have to i kind of have to lay it all out Mm -hmm. tell you my plan and for you to believe in me because if i just tell you like i want to be a radio host well how are you going to do that i don't fucking know i'm just going to Hope for the best, and you're not going to believe in me. Well, you can't do any of that without believing in yourself, hey, which is our which next one on the list. And I mean, I just think I think that's very generic. I mean, if you're not believing in what you're doing, then, then one, why are you even doing it, and how do you expect to get success out of something that you don't even believe in yourself? How exactly. are you going to get somebody else to buy into what you're doing if you don't even buy in yourself? And which comes with consistency and patience. Exactly. So I want to touch on this because sometimes I find myself having imposter syndrome. Do you guys know what that is? Uh, it sounds... Where you're doing something and you feel like you're somebody else. Like, why am I doing this? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. D- this is not me doing this. I feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it kind of goes with this. But it, it can be hard to get out of that little funk. And I felt like that many times And if I was in a new job or thrown into a new social circle. Or for you, going to a new radio station or yeah. something like that. You kind of feel like. What, is this really me like or am I am I being somebody else yeah. yeah and I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with but they don't even realize it um and I think it kind of goes hand in hand with don't you don't believe in yourself and I needed I along with other people whoever is listening to this that kind of feels that way too like it's really an internal thing like mm. it's more like hey, you are in this position for a reason, so you've got it. That's a good way to look at it. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. An imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. I struggle with it a lot. We kind of deal with that a lot as, as an artist, too, because yeah. we write all we write hundreds of songs a year, and there's a lot of songs that are great and could be like radio hits, but it's like that's not me as an artist. Exactly. Like that song doesn't – yeah, I might, I might put it out and it might make money, but it's like – that's not who I am, yeah. you right. know. And so you have to find that balance of 
putting stuff out that you think that's going to be successful, but also being true to who, who yeah. you are as an artist. Right. And I feel like, especially as an artist, it, you kind of struggle, you can struggle with that because it's like, yeah, this is going to make me a lot of money, right. but this is not how I want to be as an artist. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to find your identity there. Yeah. I know quite a few people that like struggle it's with tough. that. So kind of balancing off like the Nashville lifestyle, I want to kind of skip the list and look at unhealthy lifestyle on why people are not motivated. Um, certain people focus on the wrong things. You know, Nashville's a very big city with a lot going on. And you're not going to be motivated if you're just out doing the wrong shit and putting a wrong image to you. Like, what are your, what are your thoughts as, a, as an artist? Like, if you're, you know, partying too much or, like, you're getting into the drugs and that's, like, your image, but what, what, are, what are your thoughts You about definitely that? have to find a balance because, you know, this town is a, a marketing town, a networking mm-hmm. town. Um, you have to go out and rub elbows and you have to meet people and that kind of thing. But if you get too lost in that scene, the bar scene, you know, you can – you can turn what's supposed to be something fun and meeting people into a bad habit and it can ruin everything you have. You know, you just, you have to find that balance of, you know, being social, but yet not getting out of control, you yeah. know, and some people lose that balance and they, they go on the wrong path and they could have had a bright future, but you know, they end up throwing that shit away. Yeah. Throwing it all away. So. For this one, how I kind of take it unhealthy lifestyle, if you think about it like this, like messy room means your life's kind of a mess, right? So like, how is that motivating when you come home from the studio or you come home from work and you come home to a messy house? Your house, I believe, is a representation of how you feel and kind of what you're doing. And personally, I think coming home and making sure like I'm going to do all the dishes, I'm going to keep up with my laundry... I don't make my bed every day, but I at least straighten out the comforter, you know, and just make sure everything looks kind of picked up Yeah. because that's more motivating than coming home to a slop. So I feel like unhealthy lifestyle kind of goes around how how does your house look? How are you eating? How are you taking care of yourself? Because you got to take care of yourself to be motivated to get to where you're going. Yeah, well, that's a that's a nice little version of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, uh, especially I've really gotten back in the gym over the last couple months. Um I've, I'm lucky I've never really struggled with like depression and things like that, but not being physically active does take a toll on you. If you just go and sweat for a little bit, it's really changed my life in so mm-hmm. many ways. I just wake up with more motivation. I really yeah. do. And yeah. it, I know I've heard it a million times and you're like, ah, I don't know, going to the, you know that stuff, but it really does. It just, it makes you, it gives you more energy, makes you want to do the right thing, just eating a little healthier. And, and I'm, I'm not totally changing my lifestyle. You know, I still play in bars, still drink, do all these things. But, you know, it's having that little bit of balance and not going too extreme one way yeah. or the other. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally just had this conversation with my mom. I said, I said, when I'm the most, <laughs> when I'm the most motivated, it is when I get sleep, I go to the gym, and I go to church. Those are when I do those, when I do all three of those things, my life is Great. Jenny comes out with like a whole list of ideas after church every freaking time. Every Sunday, this man will have a whole novel of, dude, why are we not doing this? And I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? I need you to calm down. The Lord was speaking to me. <laughs> it is hot in here. Oh, my God. Absolutely hot. Sauna Studios, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get to our Make It Make Sense, because I told my boy that we would get to this Make It Make Sense segment, I want to touch on impatience. Huh? I feel like in- impatient, impatience. Like a clinic? In- what? What? Maybe you should go to that clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Being impatient when it comes to reasons why people are not motivated. Oh, impatient. Where did you get a clinic from? I don't know. I work with healthcare people. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> inpatient, <laughs> outpatient. My whole family's in the medical field, so I get it. You Steven, know. you're being nice. I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> 
So being impatient when it comes to being motivated. Like, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I definitely, and this is something I struggle with too, is like, I look for instant success yeah, you and do. I'm you trying do. to just trying to jump in and, and be the best at whatever. And sometimes I'm impatient with that, but I think I've actually kind of self like realize that I need to kind of chill out and, you know, kind of go, go with the flow. And mm-hmm. I think I've done that with this job, yeah. even though I do come home stressed sometimes and it, it, it does. Yes. And it weighs on me. I, I have a realization that I'm going to get to where I'm going to be eventually, and I think that in the long run, that's going to that's going to do me justice later on. Yeah. What about your thoughts as an artist? Absolutely. This this industry has taught me a lot of patience, which I've all, I've always been a pretty patient guy. Yeah. Um, but every time I put out a new song, I would like to wake up next morning and be ten million plays on it. You know, I think we all crave that instant success, but that's not the reality of life. You know, a, a, most of the thing, great things in life take time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, it's kind of crazy because I look back seven years when I first moved to town and like, I watch videos of me singing and me writing and me playing and do whatever. And then I watch a video of like me recently, like, Holy cow, I've come Big difference. so yeah, far and exactly. you just don't realize it cause you're so caught up in the moment. But, uh, it's, it's cool. You know, it definitely, definitely teach you a lot of patience being, being an artist. hundred percent. I'm so impatient. <laughs> I know you need to go to the clinic. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Here's just a little example. It's not like with big things with big things. I feel like I'm pretty patient, but Reed and I were driving and I was super hungry. He is here. Super hungry. <laughs> And we had Angry. plans to, like, go make something at home. And it was already, like, 8 o'clock. And I was like, well, there's a Chick-fil-A right there. And I was like, can we please go to Chick-fil-A? And he said, no. And I said, so what? You're going to make me wait to eat till 930 at night? <laughs> so, like, I'm hey, a little say, impatient. Reed? That's the truth. And we got on that exit and went home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get my food. Put his foot yeah. down. Let's go. Hell no. It's Sunday for me. That means no Chick-fil-A, baby. <laughs> Sometimes I'm very, very set on an idea, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then it gets shot down, or it's not realistic, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Well, kind of kind of bouncing off the relationship controversy, I'm going to touch on this Make It Make Sense segment that my boy is going through right now. So, Junie, explain this, because I kind of forgot what we're doing. Alrighty, so we got a situation where uh, somebody sent in a thing about his girl going on a trip with her girlfriends. And he was on the phone with her and heard a little something, something in the background of a guy talking about whose lap she was going to sit on, his girlfriend. Oh. And he was like, oh, you know, she's on a trip with the girls. There's no, like, he's not there. No, no other boyfriends are there. And he's, you know, expecting the worst, hearing that she did this to try and get some drinks and a free ride. So the question is out. Is like, should he be mad about this? Is this going to be an issue? Or should he just get over it and let it go because it's not a big deal? I'll let you start off with this since you're like oh, a, it's a biased opinion. I mean, I haven't I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. So mm-hmm. ladies, if you're listening. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, King but of King of yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough one because initially like, the problem is this guy has no idea really what's going on. And it could be something very innocent but he's not there. He don't know. All he knows is that his girlfriend's sitting on another guy's lap for, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, I'm sure he'd be upset. Now, is it something that, like, create, like, a huge thing out of? Probably not, you know. Yeah. But I think I think communication, obviously, is, like, the big deal here. Like, you just got to gotta be communicate. Yeah. Oh, speaking of communication, I forgot to add this small little detail. Oh. She, after they hung up off the phone, she did not respond to his messages <laughs> two, for two for hours. Two oh, yeah, hours. that would, that would, yeah. Yikes. So it kind of looks sus. 
Yeah, so, like, so yeah. I mean, I, I want to give my two cents in on this. Um, I don't know. If it smells like smoke, there might be fire. And again, like like Steven said, it could be something innocent. It could be. But I'm just saying when girls are drinking, they're out on a girl's trip, uh, they're trying to get free drinks and, you know, use dudes for flirting <laughs> with dudes to get a free ride. I just think that's sus and I think that can lead to stuff. So, um, could- Well, what do you do on a boy's trip, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't be sitting on girls' lap if I'm in a relationship, but I'm a single man, so I wouldn't know. Ooh, Why are you looking at me like I do that? No, I don't do that. No, I have th- thoughts on this then. On this situation? Yeah, let's yeah. hear from a girl's perspective. What would you do? If I was the boyfriend? Oh, well. No, can you, like... Are you oh, backing, like are you if I'm the girl. Up? Are you backing her up or are you... Is, can, does I, he have the right to be mad? I, I think it's okay for him to be a little concerned. Like, maybe not mad, but just, like, worried. Like, what is going on? Why are you doing that? Um... One, I don't know. Like, I just, I wouldn't do that. I feel like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to, to read. I wouldn't do that to anybody. And I feel like, yeah, that's not good. Just it's concerned? Not good. That's just it? concerned. I wouldn't be mad. Like, I would, unless he found, like, another reason. Now, if she didn't reply to him for two hours, like, where were they going? I, we need some more details. It you see what just, I'm saying? It's That's why it's suspect. Yeah, I think there's a level yeah. of respect with every yeah. relationship. And, you know, if you don't want to ever make your partner, like, not trust you in any way. And mm-hmm. that, something as small as that can start creating those right. doubts in your mind. And eventually, it may be really small, but then they compound. And, and, it then, just, they and then it just blows up into something, you know. So, I think if you just... In any relationship, you're going to be tempted in a million different ways, and right. you just have to like not put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Like you said, it's more or less being courteous to your significant other and putting their mind at ease. Because right. if right. you're doing, you're in that situation. For me personally, if I was in that situation, a girl sitting on my lap, and I am in a relationship with somebody, I'm texting them, being like, "Hey, this is the situation. I don't want you to be worried about it. This is all it is, and I'm going to be open and upfront with them so they don't think I'm hiding something and cause that suspicion." She probably didn't even think she was going to get caught. He just so happened to have screamed in the background. That's just an unlucky situation. Yeah. Well, I think in a relationship you should be able to respect like how would my person feel if they were seeing this? Yeah. You know? And I think that's really important and obviously if you're not doing that then I'm not trying to say that y'all aren't good together whoever this is about, but like personally, I have so much respect for the person that I'm dating and I wouldn't never in a million years do anything for him to question me. Yeah. And so that's because he is my person, you know? And so I feel like if that's your person, then you would be respectful. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good take, and we'll stop it there. We're going to go ahead and get set up so we can uh, get this song out, because I'm excited to hear this. I've yeah. actually uh, heard it a couple of times, and I'm obsessed. So <laughs> now the world needs to hear it. So. We've been bumping it in the car with the windows down. So, <laughs> so we're going to head Buckle up. Yep, so we're going to get set up, and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Paul, and this is my new song coming out June 18th. This one's called Good Old Boys Girl. If she don't go a day without calling up her mama Never been a stranger to a cane pulling bobber Has her own recipe for sweet iced tea If she's coffee in the morning, whiskey after seven Folds her hands and prays like she's standing up in heaven Oh, a girl like that, I can guarantee She's got her hand out the window of 
be on the dash And he's holding on to the other Can't believe he got her Ain't letting go of something like that Something so good Something so right Yeah, I bet you every farm on the edge of this world That she's a good old boy's girl I bet he don't go a day without telling her he loves her If she's his world, he ain't never gonna let her go Right now, I bet he's pulling her close And she's got her hand out the window of a Chevy with a smile Covering up speed on the dash And he's holding on to the other, can't believe he got her Letting go of something like that Something so good Something so right Yeah, I bet you every farm On the edge of this world That she's A good old boy's girl Oh, I bet she is Right now, I bet they're riding off Into that sunset and he's loving on her as long as that road is red. She's got her hand out the window of a Chevy with a smile, covering up the speed on the dash. And he's holding on to the other, can't believe he got her. Ain't letting go of something like that, something so good. On the sore ride, yeah, I bet you every farm on the edge of this world that she's a good old boy's girl. Yeah. I told you. Yo. I really told you. Yo. That song yeah. is fucking fight. When does that come out? June 18th, uh, less than two weeks. Hit him with your socials, because King of Pickles is not his at name. Yeah, I do have I do have a Paul's Pickles account. Paul's but, Pickles. Yeah, follow them both. But yeah, Stephen Paul Music on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Um, that's if you need to send me a message, or do whatever. I do have Facebook. I believe it's Stephen Paul Country. Um, and then my Twitter, Stephen Paul. And then I actually just started TikTok too. So I got on the TikTok Uh-oh. trend. It's just Stephen Paul music. Another so. TikToker. No, you know, I can't dance. I'm going to leave that up to you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so follow me on all. But if you forget about all that, just go to StephenPaulCountry.com. It has everything you need to know about me on there. And if that's too difficult, guys, we're going to post this on our page. Making Sense of Adulting Podcast. Instagram. Go give us a follow if you're not already following. Tell all your friends and stuff about it. This was a great episode. Steven, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I've been trying to get this going since first season, I think. We yeah. can never get it get it going because it was our first season starting off. But I'm glad we got to get you on. Paul's Pickles, I guess we're going to try it after this and we'll get a video. I hate pickles, guys, but just because it's him, I'm going to have to try it. Try. Okay. And I'm fortunate you to try one with me because if I have to try it, you have to try it with me. Mm. I think we're going to have a group vote. If we can get three votes, uh, raise your hand. Yeah. One, two, Second. that's sorry. You're going to have to try the pickles <sighs> with me. I, I appreciate it. I tried cow patty pie. Exactly. So now you have to try the pickles with me. That's chocolate. <laughs> One bite. One bite is all we're going to do. But Fine. <laughs> Perfect. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Another episode of Making Sense of Adulting, episode 12. Stephen Paul in the building, guys. One more time for him. Thank you so much for coming out. 
What a great episode. Well, thanks for having me. Anything else? You want to hit up at your socials one more time? Stephen Paul yeah, Music. Yeah, Stephen sure Paul they, Music. They got it? Yeah. Stephen Paul Music. Stephen Guys, Paul uh, music. it's your boy Radio Rod, Rodney Smith. Signing out. Audi. Later. <laughs> 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 I'm smoking pictures.